Before we pray this morning, I forgot to mention in the announcements the thing that's on all your minds, and it's not the voters' meeting, but this is a gift to you from a Cubs fan. Go Astros! Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that when you walk out and shake the head usher's hand. All right, let's bar, let's bar our heads in prayer. Father, it is good to gather here in your house with your people. And uh, Lord, it's, it's always a joy that you come and speak to us. Speak to us now. In your name we pray. Amen. I'll tell you a story. It's actually a true story. It comes from my days in, in Texarkana. Um, Todd and his father had argued all week. See, Saturday was prom, and Todd's plan was to go to prom and then the next morning to drive up into Arkansas, about 60, 70 miles, to go water skiing. And his dad said, That's fine, I'm driving. Now, the last person that Todd wanted to have go with on his post-prom party was his dad, let alone had his dad drive him. I'll be fine. I can do this. We'll be safe. Dad looked at him and says, you're going to stay up all night at prom, and then you're going to go and ski all day up in Arkansas. You're going to be exhausted. You won't be safe. I'm driving. Well, needless to say, Dad... Much to uh, Todd's chagrin, won the argument. And they went skiing the day after prom, and on their way back, came upon a terrible car accident. One of Todd's classmates that had the same idea had gone skiing all day the day after prom, and on the way home, fell asleep at the wheel. And the car crashed, and he was killed. Todd's dad didn't have to say a word. There's no I told you so, Todd finally got the point. Reminds me of how often we hear warnings and think we know better. I remember a time working with my dad, on the furnace, and you'll know what this is. The hottest part of the furnace, he, said, he pointed to the plenum and he said, don't touch that. It's hot. Well, I guess I didn't believe him until after I touched him and burned into my finger. It hurt. I still remember it. I don't, I don't even like to touch the plenum on a furnace now when the, the furnace is off. Too often... We just think we're smarter. And we won't listen to the warning. Well, that's often the way it is with temptation. And the story of Peter in today's Gospel is, is the perfect example. Now, Jesus has said to Peter, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as we. And Peter was sure... He could handle whatever Satan threw at him. Even if all 
fall away on account of you. I never will, he said. Jesus warned him a second time. I tell you the truth, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. I can handle this. Which is strange, because even Jesus needed to prepare that night for what was ahead, and so he went up. On the way, he said, watch. Pray that you won't fall into temptation. Well, they went off to pray. You know the story. Heard it today. Jesus came back and they're all asleep. Could you, men, not watch with me for one hour? Jesus asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The Spirit is willing the flesh is weak. It wasn't until Peter had denied Jesus three times that he took Jesus seriously. He didn't heed the warning. His flesh was weak. He couldn't handle the temptation alone. Well, the Lord would offer the same warning to you and to me. He would tell us to watch out. We live in a sinful world. Temptation is inevitable. It's unavoidable. Temptation will come. If you're struggle in life, if your weakness is loose lips, I can guarantee God's going to give you a chance to betray a secret or to gossip. If your, if your struggle in life is lust, there are plenty of images in this world to tempt you and set that ablaze. If alcohol is your weakness, then even if you avoid the liquor stores or the bars, I can tell you that when there is a time of stress and hardship, you're going to be tempted and possibly give in to the whole idea to medicate your stress with that alcohol. If it's lying that's your problem, if it's pride that's your problem, I can guarantee whatever it is, temptation will come. The danger isn't believing you can handle it. The danger is in believing you don't need any help. That you're not like other people. Because you are. The danger is not listening to Jesus. And His warning to Peter is His warning to us. Watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The Spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. It's true for you and me as it was for Peter. And when we fool ourselves, when we think otherwise, we get burned. Much better is to turn to our Lord Jesus. You know, we have a most unique Savior. One of my favorite passages in the Scriptures comes from Hebrews chapter 4. We do not have a high priest is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. We have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. 
and yet was without sin. Think about the temptations Jesus faced. You can start out in the wilderness, right? Temptation to take care of himself at the expense of everybody else. Hey, you're the Son of God. Why are you hungry? Turn these stones into bread. Temptation to take the shortcut. Bow down and worship me. You'll have all the kingdoms of the world. You won't need to go to the cross. The temptation to see if God really meant what He said. Throw yourself down from the temple and see if He catches you. The temptation that was there when Peter rebuked Jesus and said, you're not going to the cross. That was a temptation too, even though Jesus rebuked Peter right back. The temptation was to please his friend rather than do what he needed to know, know he needed to do. And then there's all the temptations in the garden. The temptation to fear, the temptation to discouragement, the temptation to give up, the temptation to turn aside from the mission that God had given him. Right? And you know what? It's true, isn't it? Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, yet He didn't sin. He didn't yield. He didn't give in. That night in the, in the garden, He did the only thing He could do. He went to His Father, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from Me. Nevertheless, not My will, but thy will be done. And then in the strength that his Father provided, he went out to bear the burden of our weakness. He went out to bear the burden of our failures. He went out to bear the burden of the cross and to pay the price for our failures on that cross, only they did not conquer him. On the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered sin. He conquered temptation. He conquered death for you and for me. So when Paul, you heard it in today's epistle reading, talks about God providing a way of escape in temptation, He really did. That way of escape is Jesus. Jesus tells us how He's accessed. Watch and pray so you won't fall into temptation. When you pray, He teaches us, say, lead us not into temptation. What does that mean? Well, you know, we we'll go back to the catechism, right? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive or mislead us into false belief, despair, or other great shame and vice. You know, I know one way in which he answers our prayer. He gives us each other. See, when you're struggling with temptation, the worst thing you can do just try to handle it yourself. You go out to face that alone. You're in trouble. You're vulnerable. 
we think that makes us strong. That's what Peter thought. Ended up making him look pretty weak, didn't it? Expose the truth. Folks, that's why God gives you a pastor. That's why He gives you lay ministers and deaconesses. That's why He gives you Stephen ministers. That's why He gives you small groups. That's why He gives you Christian friends, Christian brothers and sisters. Reach out. Talk about what your struggle is. I know we think, well, if people knew what I struggled with, they wouldn't want anything to do with me. Folks, whatever your struggle is, bring it into the light and it loses its power. It only has its power over you in hiding and in the dark. You know, when we have members going to the hospital for various kinds of surgeries more and more when they come out, um, they go to a rehab hospital. They do physical therapy. They do occupational therapy. They walk with a cane, a walker. Sometimes they have a wheelchair. It's all to get their strength back. Well, that's where the pathway of prayer leads you and me. God invites us to pray and invites us home. He invites us here. This is God's rehab hospital. Okay? Here, He gives you the things you need to lean on. His Word. Feeds you with the medicine of eternal life. His body and blood in the bread and wine for the forgiveness of sins. Here, He gives you others. Talk to. Pray with. Care about you. Right? Here, when we fall, He provides us with each other to pick us up. Set us on our feet again. So, when you face temptation, there's really only one place to go. Jesus. And so He says to us, when you pray, say, lead us not into temptation. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which pays all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting.